Well, good day, beautiful people of God. This is the conclusion of our series, Seven Ways to Love Your Mother. There's so many other ways. We just need to turn to God's Word. And I don't want to move too fast here as we conclude this sermon series on Mother's Day 2017, based on John 19, 25 through 27. Please read that scripture, would you please? In that, we find in this little piece of scripture that Jesus gives us a great insight into the way our earthly mothers are regarded, are to be regarded and cared for. You know, I want to repeat this from Adrian Rogers because I believe this is so powerful. I believe that this is the answer to many of our problems in today's society. I say that we will save our country, our souls, hearts, and minds through our homes, neighborhoods, schools, and churches. Adrian Rogers, tremendous preacher. I miss him so, but he's still on radio to this day. 1 Samuel 1.27, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him. Adrian Rogers writes, There is a war against motherhood today. Absolutely. In America, in the world, a war against motherhood. We are in difficulty, like a ship lost at sea without a compass on a dark night. That is America. The anchor is gone. That is America. The anchor of every society is the family and home. And families in the home in America have been torn apart. Satan has torn the fabric apart of the American family. What are anchors in the home? Mothers. What anchors the home? Mothers. The head of the home is the father, but the heart of the home is the mother. A father has influence on a child, but the deepest impression is made by a mother. Mothers are perhaps the most powerful and influential force on the face of the earth. Hannah prayed and was so persuasive she changed the course of history. Begin to pray for your children before they're born. There is nothing greater than to raise a baby for Jesus Christ. Augustine, that great theologian, was a renegade boy, but he could not escape the prayers of his mother, Monica. Oh, the power of persuasion. Adrian Rogers says, Let me give you a prayer Joyce and I have prayed for our children. You'll find it right in the Word of God. It's an incredible thing to pray out of the Bible because you know your prayers in the will of God if it comes out of the Word of God. Ephesians 3, 14, 21. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant, and I'm inserting our children here, Sharon and I, Greg, Lars, Gretchen, Stephanie, and Michael, and our granddaughter Lilith, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with mighty by his Spirit, by might of his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that he, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. Isn't that an awesome prayer to pray for your children? Praise God. As we conclude our series here on seven ways to love your mother, our mothers love her patiently. Mothers have a greater responsibility than anything else on earth. 
There is no position in the business world that compares to the physical, emotional, and spiritual commitment involved in motherhood. She rises up at break of day, and through her task she races, she cooks the meals as best she may, and scrubs the children's faces. Schools, books, lunches, and homework, too, all need consideration. And yet the senseless man insists she has no occupation. When breakfast dishes are all done, she bakes a pudding. Maybe she cleans the rooms up one by one. With one eye on the baby, the mending piles she then attacks by the way of variation. And yet the senseless man insists she has no occupation. She irons for a little while, then presses pants. She welcomes with a cheery smile, returning lass and laddie, a hearty dinner next she cooks, no time for relaxation, and yet the senseless man insists she has no occupation. It's easy to lose our patience with our mothers, but God calls us to be ever respectful and ever patient with her. In spite of all she's done and all she continues to do, we often become impatient with our mothers. How come that shirt isn't ironed yet? Why haven't you finished washing my clothes? Where's supper? How much longer do I have to wait? You told me that story 14 times already. How come the gravy has lumps? Well, you should never be more patient with your friends, neighbors, and strangers than you are with your mother. Right? I want to stress that to you. You should never be more patient with your friends, neighbors, and strangers than you are with your mother. I find that a problem in our society. God never intended for mothers to be a doormat for us to walk all over. And, moms, if you're being treated like that, you need to put a stop to it. You just tell them, no more. No more. The other thing, love her gratefully. Love your mom gratefully. Most of us can attest to the fact that our mothers did a great deal for us. Be sure that you show your gratitude on a regular basis. If your mom is still alive, let her know how much you appreciate her. Oh, how... I so much appreciate my mom who passed away in 1995. A question. What are the best years of your life? What are the best years of your life? The answer is the years when your kids and your parents are still alive. What are the best years of your life? I know we live in a quick oatmeal, instant oatmeal society. What are the best years of your life? Worth repeating here. The years when your kids and your parents are still alive. If you have kids, work to be the very best parent you can be. They will remember it when you're gone. If your parents are still alive, remember they won't always be. Show them that you love them and appreciate them now while they are still here. Love your mom generously. There's nothing too good for your mom. You can never repay her for all she's done for you, but you should certainly try. Love her honorably. Love her honorably. Exodus twenty twelve. Honor your father and your mother so you may live long in the land of the Lord God has given you. Honor your father and your mother so you may live long in the land the Lord God has given you. The Bible says the husband is the head of the home. I like to think of the mother as being the heart of the home. The mother is the heart of the home. I know Sharon is. Don't do things that break your mom's heart. The Word of God is crystal clear about the role of mothers. It's very clear about how we are to treat our mothers. It's very clear about how we are to talk to our mothers. It is very clear about how we are to care for our mothers. If you're not treating your mother in accordance with God's Word, you need to make a new plan. 
if the Lord Jesus Christ gave time and effort to acknowledge his earthly mother from the cross, making sure she was taken care of before he died, how much more should we love and care for her while we are still alive? I want you to read, please, John 19, 25 through 27. John 19, 25 through 27. The seven ways, love your mom verbally. Love her physically, giving her a hug. Kiss her on the cheek. Love her patiently. Love her attentively. Oh, yes. Love her gratefully. Love her generously. Love her honorably. Seven ways. Seven ways to love your mother. And there's more ways in the Word of God. Happy Mother's Day to all. We love you so much. And I'm so blessed with Grandma Dina Modi, Grandma Lena Carraway, who have gone to heaven, and my mom, Ruth Irene Modi, who has gone to heaven in 1995. We love all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to you all. This is Pastor Dewey Modi for God's Glory and Load Ministries. Happy Mother's Day.